This is the Holland Assets Podcast, where we show you how to start and run your own trucking company. Ever wanted to go out on your own? Follow Chris as he goes through the highs and lows of running on his own authority. Welcome, everybody. Welcome to the Holland Assets Podcast, episode number 120-something. We're about to have a fist fight <laughs> over what number this is. Nobody can decide. It's 126. So you I'm, say. Let it, let it be said. Let it be done. It's 126. <laughs> okay. Chris says it's 126, which is weird because I think we just published 127. Who's in charge here? But you, that's a, you know, that's a great question. That's... I, we'll leave it to the listeners. Hop on Facebook, find Holland Assets on Facebook, and you can comment on who you think is in charge. I'm Craig, your host. Over there, he's Chris. How's it going, Chris? Good. How you doing? Not too bad. It's probably Chet because he pays the bills. Uh, I suppose that's that's <laughs> accurate. That's, yeah, true. Um, and we do have a guest with us today, and mm-hmm. we are going to introduce you in just a moment. All right. Uh, but we are gonna we're gonna wait on that because, uh, Chris, I need to remind everybody to go to HollandAssetsLLC.com to check out all the stuff that I'm always talking about. Show notes, any documentation, especially for the financials episodes, but it's all over the place. And you can comment there. You can also do so at Facebook. You can find us at uh, MotorCarrierHQ.com, which is where you find the tools and resources to help you get started on your trucking journey, uh, or I should say your ownership journey. Um, Let's see, what else am I forgetting? Leave a review, five stars, because, you know, we're just that good. Chris... How's the week been? I saw some pictures. Yeah, I uh, that, I, I, that I need you to some pictures, I need to hear yeah. about these pictures. All right. So, um, before we get into exactly what the pictures were, I, I want to set this up a little bit. We had a driver that was uh, bringing a load back from Texas. And when you you know going from Texas to Utah, you go typically um, you know through uh, New Mexico into a little bit of Colorado, Cortez, Colorado, mm-hmm. Moab, Utah. And then, you know, just heading north. And so um, this driver, she's on 191, just south of Moab, which is a two-lane road. It's got like a 70-mile-an-hour speed limit. So it's a it's a fast, you know, fast two-lane road. And she's driving north. Another semi-truck is driving south in the other lane. And a four-wheeler oh. uh, idiot decides to try to pass the other semi-truck. Wait, a four-wheeler? Yeah, that's what truck drivers refer to, <laughs> oh, like okay. a regular vehicle. I got you. Four, okay. It's right. got four wheels Chris, instead of 18. I, you, know? I, I, you know, I grew up in Utah and Idaho and a four-wheeler has yeah. a very specific yeah. denotation Not, not an ATV four-wheeler. <laughs> okay. <like that. laughs> I was going to say. <laughs> what a trucker would refer to as a four-wheeler. Got it. Got Try, it. Tries to pass and our driver realized um, that truck wasn't going to make it. And so she slammed on her brakes, which you obviously have to do. Yep. And, um, and she was hauling eggs oh, gosh yeah <laughs> eggs that weren't wrapped very well and uh, apparently you know when you they're like the the bulk eggs sure and they're going to a plant so they're not uh they're they're gonna be processed so they're, they're not, not like in, ready like, the, for the grocery store cartons or right. something right. so they're on these plastic trays and then kind of like the regular carton trays there's a, a mix of both and the the shipper decided in all their infinite wisdom to put the more durable, heavy-duty plastic trays on top of the stacks <laughs> and the the paper <laughs> carton cardboard trays on the bottom. And so all these things combined made for a mess. And so go and look at the pictures on Facebook. Uh, it was they're they're pretty good. We'll we'll have it on our Facebook page. I'll I'll probably put it in the show notes too, but yeah, they, they it, it, scrambled eggs. Put it, that's one way to scramble eggs. <laughs> I've seen the pictures. Uh, it's not just the mess. You should 
check out the mess. It's pretty incredible. But it's also I I saw the same thing. I'm like, wait, how were those stacked? Yeah. Who did this? Yeah, the, the stacking <laughs> so. was not done well. So we're we're still kind of in the process of what's going to happen in this situation. Yeah. Um, I can tell you that we've paid a six thousand dollar bill Ooh. to have them. Five thousand of it was to have them restacked onto. They had to pull all the pallets off, oh restack everything. Um, that was five thousand bucks, and then another thousand dollars in cleaning fees because <sighs> the the oh, it's all dock was a everything. mess. And, yeah. Their parking lot was a mess. You know, the reefers have a a drain in the front mm -hmm. of the trailer. Well, one on each corner of the trainer trailer, and the low point, um, it all just can't. <laughs> There's a big puddle of yoke oh, outside of the so truck. So that's one of the pictures. So it was we're a good laughing, one. Chris. Yeah. We're laughing, but only to hide the pain. Yeah, right? To hide the pain. Yeah. I, actually, at one point, like I thought the loss was going to be huge as far as the number of eggs we were losing mm -hmm. you know based off of what you see the yolk wise you think like the very worst <laughs> it's, it's an entire trailer but full. of of there were 24 pallets on it and we think we're only going to lose two pallets oh, worth okay. of eggs so right. not uh not as bad as it could have been still that's a it's a steep bill it is a know? steep bill so uh, you know as we figure out exactly what that's going to be and how it's going to shake out for us, we'll be sure to mention it on the podcast. So stay tuned. <laughs> no, no joke. Uh, and that sounds like one of those things where it's experience that you can only have through experience. You know, nobody's going to tell you when you start a trucking company, oh, hey, by the way, watch out for eggs. You know, it, no, nobody's going to tell you that. But now, you might tell your drivers going forward if there is a load of eggs you'd yeah, say okay hey by the way this happened to us once just heads yeah. up you know extra care we, we've already taken a, another load of eggs since that <laughs> happened so <laughs> crossing course, our yeah. fingers that that one turns out okay um with that being said that we may this whole situation I, i'm not going to give any details on it now but it may be one of those situations where when life gives you lemons Make scrambled make, eggs, man. We I am like in this case, yeah. <laughs> hey. I guess so. Make scrambled eggs or lemonade, or um, maybe you have lemonade with your scrambled eggs. There, well, or, yeah. Drop. I, I think we may actually get. Uh, we may have some positive things that come out of this situation. So oh. as this story evolves, um, we will keep, keep us abreast. Yep. Okay, Chris. Uh, I I will definitely be asking you more about that. But for now, today's episode is about recruiting. It's not about eggs, believe it or not. I wish it was because this is a lot of fun to just picture in my head. Uh, but today we're talking about recruiting. Do you want to tee this up before we bring our guest in um, and, and why this is a topic for you that you wanted to go after? Yeah, I, as a small trucking company, um, well, really for any trucking company, recruiting is a, a tough thing. But as a small trucking company, you're trying to compete with all the big fleets out there that have recruiting departments and mm their own team that that's all they do hundred percent recruiting. And that's just, it's really hard to do. And, uh, you know, especially early on in our early days, you know, before we kind of, uh, met, uh, Jake here, we'll, we'll let him introduce himself shh, in just a second. Shh. I'm he's, sorry. He's I not allowed to talk. Yet. I couldn't think of what else to refer him to it. This guy <laughs> <laughs> that's sitting next to me. Um, until we, we got hooked up with him. Um, we, we, we were struggling a little bit and he gave us, he's, he's helped us out a, a bunch and so i thought it would be a good episode to have um to talk a little bit about this of how how does a small trucking company like ours um compete with the big guys when it comes to recruiting without uh you know them eating our lunch yeah well uh jake yes do you want to introduce yourself what what's your name and where are you 
from? What company are you from? And yeah. uh, how long you've been working with Chris? Yeah. So name's Jake Peters, uh, co-founder, CEO of Merrimack Solutions. We specialize right now in Facebook advertising for driver recruiting. Um, we've been working with Chris now since I think around Thanksgiving last year. Yeah. So kind of on I, again, off again, as we've helped you guys hire, but we're on campaign number four now. Yeah. Six, six months-ish. Yeah. Okay. All and right. I've been in the recruiting space for a little over four years now okay. um, and running my own company for just under two. All right. Well, that, yeah, that's that's a nice resume. You've got a, a nice trajectory going on there, Jake. That's perfect. Okay, cool. So uh, let, let's talk about recruiting then. And maybe we start with a 30,000 foot view and then we can funnel down into what it actually looks like on the ground for you guys. Uh, but tell me about uh, about what it looks like in the trucking space, turnover rates and uh, the length of the hiring process and, you know, some of those details. Where, where do you want to start, Chris? Um, yeah, I, I would just say that one, turnover rate, turnover rates are really high, pretty usually around 100%. So, that, I mean, for yeah. any, like in trucking, that's typical, but that's a really high turnover rate. But how do you measure that over time? 100% so essentially over how much time? It, it, over one year, for if you've got 10 drivers, you're hiring 10 drivers. Really? You may have one that lasts a full year. You may have one that lasts two years, but you'll have two more that last six months. So on average, the, a, a driver's, you're, you're filling a position once a year, every position. That's incredible. Yeah. So okay. it, it's, it makes it, it's tough. Who's your longest tenured uh, driver, Chris? Just out of curiosity. Not that oh this... man, you'd ask me that off the top <laughs> of my head. I'm, I'm 90% sure it's Greg. Okay. Yeah. Greg, Greg with a G. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Sorry, I, man. You, not, you're so no, close to a decent whatever. name. That's, Greg's a good name. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay. All right. So that, that gives me an idea of how often you're doing this. Um, and what are some of the challenges then associated with it? I so, mean, we've uh, talked a little bit about this, especially but. as you're growing, you're not only having to replace those drivers that, uh, that, that quit, but you're also having to find new drivers for new trucks as you bring those on. And so, you know, we've, we've talked about, there's been a few times in the last year or so when we've had multiple trucks sitting and empty, and that's just not, it's not a good thing for a trucking company, you know, especially a small one like us, that's just trying to get our footing. Like you need to have your drivers in the truck as much as possible. We've talked about that on some of our profit and loss statements that there's a big difference in those months when we've got all of our trucks filled with drivers and, and running full speed when when you have one or two, you know, one missing, you fill two, it starts to get painful. Yeah. Yeah. So Jake, tell me how, what, what is the most effective place to go either to recruit or be recruited? Right. Um, you know, there's always, you know, monster or indeed right. or whatever, but I think you guys do a lot of stuff on Facebook. Is that yeah, right? That's correct. So one, if you're a driver, uh, there's no best place to get recruited because you're getting recruited constantly. Um, oh, there's a shortage right now, yeah, right? So you're short, I think it's about 78,000 drivers um, and it's growing. And because drivers will go to different job boards and they'll submit their information, they'll say, this is the position I'm in for. Uh, their information gets sent out to every carrier, like hauling assets mm -hmm. or you know, whoever wants to hire that type of driver. Um, and they're getting phone calls constantly. So you're not even maybe looking for a job, but you're going to get a call from a recruiter who you may not ever know. Um, but it's a position you are in theory interested in for what you sign up for with that website. Um, now carriers, what they'll do is they'll start, uh, when they finally decide it's time to hire, they'll go to one of the kind of common places, which is going to be your job boards, the monsters, the indeeds, like you mentioned, mm -hmm. 
um, there's truck driving specific job boards. They'll go to a third party kind of database type company. Uh, that's going to be, like I mentioned, where the third party pays for the ads to build the database of drivers. And they know what drivers are in your hiring area, you know, what qualifications they have and in what positions they're interested in. Um, and they match you or they send you a shared lead. Um, so the driver doesn't know who you are, but in theory, your job should satisfy them. Their skills should satisfy you. And it's just like a matchmaking service. Sure. Uh, I'm trying to put myself in both your shoes, Chris, as uh, uh, an owner of a fleet uh, and as in the shoes of a driver. And when you're talking about a nationwide shortage of 78,000 drivers, give or take, that's huge, you know, for an industry like this, that that's a huge shortage. That makes it an employee's market, right? It's way tougher for you as an employer to find the right person and keep the right person than it is for them to say, hey, you know, the grass is going to be greener over there. I'll just go check them out. That's why you're talking about 100% turnover yeah. rates, right? And, and if you've got you know, if you've got two years of driving experience and you've got a clean, you know, at least a fairly clean, <laughs> um, driving record. Yeah. You, you can find a job. Yeah. It's pretty easy. Look, if you guys don't mind me asking you, I, I don't think this is actually in the notes or maybe it is. And I, I just can't remember, but, uh, it, it's a question that's going to be on a lot of people's minds. Uh, you know, oh, I hear there's 78,000 driver jobs open out there. Gosh, it, it's really easy to go get one. As soon as you get your CDL, you're snatched up and you're good to go. But as a long-term career path, a lot of people are going to be nervous about AI and driverless cars and all that stuff. Um, should they be? Should somebody consider this as a long-term career solution, you know, driving and eventually owning and operating? That's a good, that's a good question. And I honestly, I think the whole AI and self-driving vehicles, especially on the commercial side of, of vehicles is a long ways out. Yeah. Um, you know, if, if you're 20, you, you know, you, you may not get a full 20 year career out of that, but I, I think anybody else. Yeah. I, I think there's still plenty of time and, 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 I don't ever see in my lifetime or at least in my career where that's going to get to the point where no humans are needed. I think there's always, there's going to be humans needed in a seat, whether it's just like for like the end, the last mile, you know, getting off the freeway, mm -hmm. yeah. um, that kind of thing there, there's, there's going to be, there's going to be a need for it. So I, I, I don't, I wouldn't be afraid to jump into the industry, but that's kind of part of the problem with the, the recruiting thing. The younger, younger folks just aren't, wanting to drive yeah. trucks and so the average age of a truck driver I, I can't remember exactly what it is but it's it's like surprisingly high like around 50. yeah i think it's like 55 55 at it. yeah that's that's just that's nuts i mean that's for a lot of people that's 10 years away from retirement that's the average age <laughs> right well yeah it's uh it's a changing industry and it's probably why ai is becoming a thing or why they want it to because they're like hey nobody wants to drive yeah uh but let's w this isn't a podcast about macroeconomics it's uh <laughs> this is a podcast about how to go about the recruiting business right um now jake you guys do a lot of stuff on facebook i assume partly because like you just said, average age fifty five. What's the what's the website people are going to spend most time on? Facebook, Without absolutely. A doubt. Um, so how how gosh, I'm I'm struggling to think of where we should start with this conversation. Let's talk about some of the statistics with Facebook sure. and like where you know drivers are, and that that's why like one of the things that was really eye opening for me is 
okay, Facebook as a, as a recruiting tool makes a lot of sense because I'll maybe let you take it from there, Jake, yeah. and talk about some of the statistics. Yeah. So more than 96% of drivers are going to have a Facebook account. And this isn't driver specific, but the average Facebook user is on the platform for 33 plus minutes a day. 30 minutes a day. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. And so, but if you put your self in the seat of a driver and you think these people are away from their home, they miss their family and friends. Facebook is an awesome place for them to stay connected a little bit and stay connected with other drivers on the road. And when you're thinking of platforms to recruit on, kind of like you're asking earlier, Facebook is without a doubt the number one platform for audience size and engagement. And with this little ad budget, you can reach 96% of the possible drivers in your hiring area and you know get feedback on your job offer, get feedback on if these are people are interested and get people inquiring about your open positions yeah. more so than you know waiting for someone to come find you. So how do you go about the process then of building a, a Facebook campaign? Is this just, are you treating Facebook like a job board and people need to go find the page, you know, drivers wanted today, dot facebook.com or whatever. Uh, how does Facebook work then? Is, are, are you building social pages, group pages where people can talk about it? How, I'll let looking? Jake answer that question in a second. But one of the things that I found really interesting, one of the statistics that Jake shared with me um, of why another reason that Facebook makes a whole lot of sense is 73% yeah. of the people looking for a job have found their last job through social media. 73%. 73%. Wow, that's yeah. pretty good. That's, and that's one thing too, that's really popular with the young people. And people hear Facebook campaign and they don't realize that includes Instagram. So oh, right, you're hitting right. the 55-year-old you know, drivers on Facebook, but then the young people that are coming in, it's just as simple to hit them on Instagram through your Facebook campaign. Um, so you can really hit every demographic of driver that you want to hire. Through a Facebook campaign. Mm -hmm. Okay. All right. What, uh, who's the, or how old is the youngest driver you've recruited, Jake? What do you uh, think? Do you, do you remember? Are we talking early, about like I mean, early 20s? 20s? I mean, I mean, 21, yeah. you have to yeah. be at least 21. Right. right. So that's probably. Yeah. I'm trying to think. I don't know the exact age because um, yeah. we can't, because of Facebook's restrictions, I can't ask somebody their age and we can jump into kind of the nitty gritty side. Uh, that's kind of into the checklist or the to-do list of questions I have outlined to show people um, how to begin Facebook advertising for their own carrier and their own recruiting. But to get long story short, Facebook won't let me ask somebody their age. Right. I was just curious. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, there's there's a lot of when it comes to hiring and recruiting, uh, <laughs> take it from me, everybody, go get a good lawyer to tell you all about <laughs> the laws you need to comply with because you can run afoul of them really quickly, right, Chris? Yep. Uh, you you know that better than <laughs> I do. So uh, yeah, it's a it's a minefield out there, everybody. <laughs> so um, let me ask you then about your guys' relationship and how this how this started. Um, Chris, you're drawn to the idea of doing some Facebook campaigns. How do you then, Jake, go about doing that? And, you know, like I said, are you DMing these people, direct mm -hmm. messages? Are you creating posts on existing pages? Are you creating pages and trying to make an audience for them? How does this actually work yeah. then? So the first step is I met with Chris and the Holland Assets team, learn exactly what type of driver is it that they need, grab any photos of their trucks that they're using, um, grab their assets from their markings. We're going to use their brand. Um, from there, we're compiling a set of ads that we're going to run paid advertising campaigns through. So it's not, there are a bunch of Facebook groups that you can go in and direct message and sort of guerrilla market your way to getting interest. But 
the way we run things is this is a paid advertising campaign and we're actually going to hit the people that you know maybe don't even realize they want a facebook job but they're scrolling through their timeline and the holland assets ad pops up and they're like man like these guys have great home time it's good pay mm -hmm. new trucks like i didn't even realize i wanted a job but i want to talk to chris Right. Um, so it's more paid ads and re getting people that are maybe passive seekers. Got it. Okay. So instead of, like you say, guerrilla marketing mm -hmm. uh, for people unfamiliar, that would be like what I was talking about. Right. You go create a page to uh, make a community around trucking memes right. <laughs> or whatever, yeah. and then use that to leverage your community to find right. candidates. Right. Uh, well, what you're talking about is more direct where you can create, a, uh, you pay Facebook X number of dollars and then they serve up ads to anybody who is interested in trucking, works right. in trucking, whatever. They they know. <laughs> Sorry, everybody. They know you. <laughs> they know everything. And that's kind of one of the cool things about Facebook is you can make it really targeting. Like Facebook usually knows if somebody either has an interest in trucking or is a truck right. driver. Mm -hmm. They know you can advertise based on a, gem, a demographic area. So like we've said you know, we want to do our ads in Utah and Idaho and, mm -hmm. and you can even get it by, I think zip code and, or so with employment, it gets a little different. The smallest you can go is a 15 mile radius around any pin drop. So you can't say zip code, but you can say, say pin drop. Yeah. yeah. So still within 15 miles of right. a, a, yeah. an area. So it's, you can get pretty, pretty close to where, where you want to advertise. And, okay. and that's pretty cool. Okay. So that's, so that's how you're, going out and finding these people uh or, or i mean that's the start of it right but if you want to do that or if somebody listening wants to do something like that they want to start a paid advertising campaign to mm -hmm. find drivers what do they need to have yeah you know, right. obviously you've got a facebook account but where do you right. go from there right so so the first thing you're gonna want to do is first analyze where are we getting leads from because i imagine you guys had interest before mayor met came along and had facebook ads um and so you just want to know, okay, do we have a strong referral campaign? You know, don't want to overstep in any or over recruit in any area um, or a referral campaign and a Facebook campaign can actually create a type of synergy where the driver recommends your company to a fellow driver, that new person who's not your current employee checks their phone that night. We've all had this happen, right? Where Facebook shows you an ad for something you didn't even Look, realize you had. Yeah. Now you're getting into, you're, right. oh, it gets freaky. <laughs> yes. Right. Right. I told my wife, I was like, you know, someday I think uh, we should go vacation in Norway. Guess what I got that night? A whole <laughs> bunch of Facebook ads about vacationing in Norway. Right. Yeah. So now imagine you're a driver and you say, oh, I just started with Holland Assets. Like it's significantly better than my last position. And then you should look them up and then they, you know, you finish your meal, whatever you move on. And then later that night you're getting hit at ads for Holland Assets and you can make that happen for your positions. Um, but now as far as like the logistics side, what actually do you need? Yeah. So you're going to need a Facebook page. You're going to need an Instagram page. Um, cause again, people don't think Instagram is Facebook advertising, but it's the same backend. Same for, platform. Yep, yeah, exactly. Um, you need what's called the business manager or the meta business suite. This is where you tell Facebook, we are a business. You verify yourself and you connect your two pages, um, and you can assign roles and stuff. And then finally you're going to need an ads manager account. And you're going to need to understand employment advertising policies, which is uh, probably the most important one on that list. Because if you don't follow the advertising policies, your whole page and everything could be shut down and you, know, you could waste thousands of dollars. Like and, permanently shut down? Or? Yeah. Oh, wow. I mean, we've seen companies that um, they weren't even the ones that were you know, not following the policies, but somebody got access that wasn't supposed to you know, broke the policy once their ads get pulled down. They submit for review. Facebook says, sorry, you didn't fix the changes. Um, 
Should they do what they thought? You know, they tweak a couple of things, change their messaging, review again. Facebook says, sorry. They go through it a third time and then Facebook just says, sorry, you can't ban. And they're spending, you know, five to 10 grand a month on oh, advertising. And um, just because these policies are so sensitive for Facebook and Facebook feels they're so, there's potentially a lot of liability there if these policies aren't strict and people aren't, you know, avoiding discrimination practices with their right. employment advertising. Uh, they're very sensitive about it and you just have to stay on top of it constantly. So this is one of those things. It's it's like when you, I don't know, buy a truck or get a mortgage or something. It, a lot of times you're going to skip the fine print. Don't skip the fine print in this right. case. Is that what you're saying? Is that yes. fair? <laughs> yes. No, because yeah, the fine print will come back and bite you. And again, it's it's cost me personally hours of headache. You know, we've wasted money because even we'll meet with a Facebook specialist that we get assigned They'll tell us we're okay, but because it's their AI bot that's reviewing all the ads, we'll get flagged again and have to get on the same phone call and be like, you know, what what the heck's going on? Like, how how do we mm. fix this? Um, yeah. So it really is a touchy subject that I I can't. I know I'm going on here, but I can't stress enough how important those policies are. Read the fine print, Chris. Be careful. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> and that's you know uh, one of the points that I wanted to make throughout this podcast is we. Um, at Holland Assets, before we got in touch with Jake, we'd actually had tried to do some Facebook advertising um, with with another company that does Facebook advertising that that they know that well. Um, and but the thing is, is is driver recruiting really specifically recruiting, and then on top of that, driver recruiting right. is, is so specific that it that Jake um, kind of knew knows what he's doing so well, and and this is what they do a niche with inside of a niche that they just did a way better job and we had a lot more success because you know he knows how to do exactly this recruit for driving drivers yeah. that's really all like a big chunk if not all of what you guys do right that's all we focus on right now is driver recruiting and yeah facebook ads specifically for driver recruiting yeah okay so you've got the tools in place you're ready to start creating ads the first thing i imagine you need to know is who you are targeting you yes. talked about geographic yes. uh I, I don't know what other demographic metrics you would use, uh, but is right. there anything else in that area? Uh, no. So the big thing is what type of driver can be hired. Um, so you can't target based off of age, gender, interest as much. Right. So you have to know that this is a tanker position. This is a local position. What type of images can we use? Um, but really what we'll do is we'll learn the type of position that we're hiring for. And from there you can kind of create idea of who your target audience is within guidelines for, for the company that's hiring mm -hmm. um, and create a message that's made for who you think the best person is uh, to fill this empty truck. Okay. So if I understand what you're saying, you, you've got to paint with a pretty broad brush here. You're mm -hmm. saying, you know, we can't drill down based on, you know, X protected class or, or whatever, right. right? Age or, or gender or whatever. Um, but with that broad brush, then you're going to use the content itself, the mm -hmm. ad itself to kind of filter the people exactly. who are interested. And so that's interesting. So you were mentioning tanker positions or flatbeds right. or local or whatever. So even your imaging has to match that. Like you can't just right. put like some bikini clad model on there to attract interest and say, hey, come work for this company <laughs> or whatever. Right. Is or you're that not going to put a, a a tanker truck on an ad that you're hiring for a reefer driver. Right. Right. Okay. And, and does the AI bot that you're talking about flag that sort of thing? So what uh, will happen is the AI bot 
and I, I should preface this, no one knows how this thing works. It's almost <laughs> even, like a deity. Even it's Facebook, a mystery. let's be honest. Yeah. Even the, yeah, no, it's it's taken on a life of its own. But yeah. what will happen is if you're using photos of a flatbed truck, you're going to attract drivers that are flatbed drivers right? and who want that position. And then what Facebook does is it sees, okay, we got a bunch of responses from this demographic or who have this kind of use case profile on Facebook. They like these pages. They interact with mm -hmm. this type of content let's show this ad to more people that are similar to them. And then so once you get a few flatbed drivers engaging with it, Facebook's going to know, okay, we have to show it to more flatbed drivers, but it's not categorizing them as flatbed drivers. Okay. It's saying this is their Facebook use case. Let's show it to right. more people like that. So, I mean, back when I worked in marketing um, or uh, digital marketing, we called it the almighty algorithm. Yes. You know, and we capitalized that thing. You better believe it. The almighty algorithm uh, and so you're, you're just saying it will figure it out, right? <laughs> like it or not, it's going to figure it out. So don't try to out, outsmart right. the algorithm. Right. Right. But the key is to get that messaging correct. Right. So if you don't attract the right people to the ad, it's just going to spiral and show the ad to the wrong people. Okay. All right. So then how do you go about, like I, I talked about the logistics of creating the account and, and getting mm -hmm. ready to go on Facebook. Uh, and Instagram, I should say. Uh, but then how do you create these ads? Do you need to go out and hire a professional for $10,000, uh, an image to do a really great graphic design? <laughs> I mean, where, no. uh, how, how do people go about doing all this? Right. So there's varying degrees, obviously. Um, the first biggest piece of advice I can give people starting out is just grab photos of your trucks. Go out with your, of your new, own trucks. Yes, because... Yeah. They're not that, copyrighted. Right. Yes, that. But also that tells a story to the drivers that you're trying to recruit. Mm. Um, and regardless of the type of truck you have, using your photo of the truck is going to create a level of authenticity. And when the driver shows up for orientation in day one, they already know what they're in. There's no, like if you use a stock image, there may be a level of, you know, they're, they're let down a little bit or they're just confused. Right. Um, okay, so that's step one. Next. And, uh, we, oh, and I, I'll just put this out there. The images that we used are just pictures that Nader I took. Right, so right. Like I, was, I was just going to say, you mentioned stock images, Jake. People can sniff those out from a yes. mile away. Yes, it's uh, there. There's no, <laughs> there's no casual stock image. Yes, such a thing does not exist. Right. So, okay. And so once you have the photos of your trucks, you know if this is your first time making paid ads, a uh, little use Canva. Like, don't even mess around with Photoshop. Don't What's mess, Canva? Canva. Um, they have a whole series of templates that you can go in. Um, it shows you like, here's what an Instagram ad would look like. And it mm -hmm. makes sure you like your sizing is correct. It gives you good fonts and colors. You can upload your logo. It's a software that's free to use, made for people who have never done graphic design to be able to graphic design ads. Right. Um, and so if this is your first campaign, you're getting started, Canva is going to save you, you know, hours of trying to figure out a new platform because it's very user friendly. Now so I'll, I'll provide a link in the show notes to mm -hmm. Canva. And then I'll also, um, I'll, I'll provide one of our images that we've mm -hmm. used so that people can kind of see an example of, yeah. Yeah. this is what we're using in our, on our Facebook yeah. posts. Okay, cool. Yep. And then, so now if you're going to get, you know, a little bit more technical with it, we use a lot of Photoshop, um, and another platform called Figma. And again, this is so we can, you know, change the coloring, remove backgrounds and, uh, you get a little bit more technical, but. If you're starting out, use Canva. And then another big thing to remember when you're getting started is the sizing is really important. Right. Um, and you may not think about that if this is your first campaign. 
Um, so it just needs to be a rectangle. I'll, right. I'll just make a rectangle. Great. Right. But you, you have to make sure, right, that Instagram size is 1080 by 1080 pixels. Otherwise, right. it's going to be distorted. You're going to have uh, words cut off. Your logo is going to be cut off. It's going to mm-hmm. be either blown up or pixelated. Um, and then as far as content, when you're going to create these ads, you know, we try to keep it pretty simple. You know, use a photo of the truck. You know, name the type of driver that you're trying to hire, if it's OTR, if it's local. Um, and then kind of have maybe one or two highlights for the position and a call to action. You okay. don't want to overload them with information because what the goal is, is to actually kind of work them down the funnel so they're interested and they click to learn more. Nobody knows what the funnel is, Jake. Nobody knows what the funnel is. <laughs> <All> <laughs> so right. what you're saying is, is you're you're gathering interest from a lot of people and whittling it down to those who are possibly going to pull the trigger and call Chris. Is a that little right? Bit. So yeah, so usually with the image and the vi- uh, the content that you have, you're going to immediately filter out anybody who's like, again, with the flatbed, right? Right. Flatbed drivers are just one of the flatbeds. So you're going to filter out people that are not qualified in that sense. And then, but if you only have one to two top, you know, job offer, you know, for the position, they might say, well, I'm curious to learn more. And so it's almost like you're whittling down the intent of becoming a driver to the point where once the recruiter or the person who calls them is speaking to them, they know pretty well, like, okay, this is the position I'm really interested in. This is a position I want to ask and learn more about and get to know the company. Or, you know what, I've seen the ad, I've seen the further information they sent my way. Um, it's just not going to work out. And I'm right. I can tell the recruiter no. And that recruiter can then move on to the next driver that's interested. Right. Okay, cool. So we've got some concrete tips on how to create a campaign, but there's going to be a burning question for a lot of people out there. Uh, you know, hey, I need to recruit a bunch of drivers. <laughs> I mean, apparently, if you are driving 10 trucks out on the road, Chris, you're going to need to recruit a lot of drivers <laughs> constantly. Mm-hmm. So the next question is, how much is this going to cost me? Right. Right. So, uh, do you guys have, I'm sure you have a sense of how much each campaign is costing you, but do you have a sense of how much it costs to find a driver? Uh, when all is said and done, you've hired somebody, here's how much it took for us to bring them through the door. Yeah. Um, I would love to hear your I, thoughts on that. Yeah. So I, my thoughts, one, it's not cheap, but hiring drivers anywhere is not cheap. And it's, it's definitely less expensive than having a truck just sitting. Right. Yeah. So when we, when every time we do a new ad campaign, um, we usually, I mean, it's, it's about a thousand bucks of, of paid advertising yep. and, and that'll usually, we can usually get somewhere between one and three drivers for each roughly thousand bucks that we spend. Okay. Yeah. That's very different. So if you guys were hiring teams, that number could double, right? Or if you had a more technical position, say it was a tanker, doubles uh, route and you needed the person to come in with their endorsements. Hmm. Uh, there's a lot less of those drivers. Those drivers are all higher paid and it's going to take more to convince someone to switch from their current position to yours. Right. And so, right, Holland Assets is doing great. They're hiring one to three drivers for every $1,000. However, if we just brought on a new team route, it may take $1,000 to hire one team, which I guess would be two, right? Or it may take two thousand dollars to hire that team it, yeah. there's a lot of moving parts from you know where you can recruit from what type of position this is um, so yeah. so that's how much people are spending on Facebook but let's get into the relationship you guys have uh, because Jake you are not an employee of Holland assets right you're mm-hmm. you're contracted to help find these drivers so if we roll that cost in I guess if if somebody 
wants to go out and do it on their own, you can. It is possible. Yes. You talked about Canva and, and what was it? F Firma? Fem Figma. Figma. F-I-G-M-A. Uh, <laughs> so there are tools out there to help yes. people do this on their own. It's not an insurmountable mountain to climb. However, maybe your time is spent better elsewhere, right? right? And so if somebody wants to hire out to a company like yours, how much should they expect ballpark mm -hmm. uh, to pay for a service like what you do? Yep. So like Chris said, you know, we're running $1,000 month to month with Holland Assets. We have companies that will pay us up to 14 grand a month. What we try to do is we take a consultative approach um, and knowing how much it costs you to hire really changes. So the minimum is going to be 1,000. That's if you need one to three drivers this month, mm -hmm. per month, I should say. So that $1,000 that we pay includes Includes their the fee. campaign. Yeah, that's everything. Oh, okay. Okay. Yep. And then, but if you need to hire 10 drivers, you know, you have to pay up. You're going to have to pay five grand. So, so, right. Okay. So there's a, a fee that Chris is paying you, but then you're also folding in. Here's how much it's actually going to cost on Facebook to run these ads and, right. and folding that in. So a, a bigger fleet, 20, 50, 100 trucks, they need to recruit more drivers. It's going to take more Facebook ads. Right. And so the budget just gets bigger. Exactly. Okay. All right. Uh, all right, that gives me a good idea of, of the budgets here. What else do we want to talk about uh, with this topic then? Um, where do these leads go? When somebody finds the ad, they see mm -hmm. the ad on Facebook, are they then calling you, Jake, or are you sending them directly to Holland Assets mm -hmm. to talk to them? How, how does that work? Yeah, so the way we set it up, we set up a series of web automations that grab that lead's information and they're going to send it directly to Holland Assets within seconds. So their recruiters can take over. But simultaneously, while that's happening... Our recruiters, Nate. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Nate's going to call them. Um, but before Nate gets a chance to get on the phone with somebody, we've already sent a text message and an email from Holland Assets for them. Mm -hmm. So yeah. by the time Nate calls, the driver's seen the ad on Facebook from the Holland Assets page. They've seen a text and they've received an email from the Holland Assets email. Um, so Nate can call them. They know who Holland Assets is, but they don't actually ever know who I am or Merrimack Solutions is. Right. Okay. All right. So you're the man behind the curtain. Yes. We're trying hard not to pull the curtain back. The Wizard of Oz. <laughs> exactly. Uh, okay, good. So I, if some of the stuff you've mentioned so far seems intimidating, people are talking, you know, you're talking about pixel sizing and mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know what else you said, uh, KPIs and automated <laughs> drip campaigns and this and that and the other. If that all sounds too intimidating, yes, there, there are companies out there that can help people do this mm -hmm. uh, like yours. Um, okay, cool. So now we've got drivers. We've got a, a, a pipeline of drivers, Chris, that you've worked hard to, to build and, and that's where we're at. And Jake, you've been a part of that for the last six months. Why don't you give um, everybody listening uh, maybe just a few kind of key points of expertise, some best mm -hmm. practices that they can keep in mind if they're going to build their own right. campaigns or or ask a, another company about how they're building yes. campaigns for them. Yeah. So best practices specifically for Facebook advertising and recruiting, uh, make the ads mobile friendly. I forget the statistic off the top of my head, but the majority of people interacting with your ads are going to see it on their smartphone. Oh, it's like 80% for yeah. Instagram. Or at I think it's, it's got to be higher. 90. It's, it yeah. might be higher. 90 for Instagram and 80 for Facebook. Right. Almost everybody on a cell phone. Yeah. Yes. So make it mobile friendly. And that seems like obvious, but when you're making the ads on the computer, you don't sometimes think about you it. forget about yeah. it. Right. Um, next, you're going to want to combine images and videos in your ads. Um, now, videos can be a little misleading. That could be as simple as you 
animate the text sliding up or right. it kind of like you know comes just up movement. on that You're right just talking exactly about um what that's gonna do is it's gonna grab people's attention in different ways um, and as you re you may show one person the still image ad no response show them the animated version and they're gonna respond and become a lead next uh have patience this is a really important one that we've seen a lot with multiple clients where you'll launch a campaign and you won't get any response for three days and you'll be freaking out. You're like, you put in hours to make the ads, you research your target demographic, you went out and took pictures. Like there's a lot of work. And in three days you're seeing that budget get spent and nothing's happening. <laughs> right. But what's actually going on is the algorithm, the almighty algorithm that you mentioned is yeah. learning who's the best people to target. How are we getting the most likely conversions? And so there's a learning curve that Facebook's will go through in each campaign. And if you panic and make changes too soon, the algorithm has to go through the learning curve all over again. Right. So if you have three days with no response and you make a change too soon, you might be signing up for another five days with no responses. It's learning and trying to figure it out. Um, so be patient, write it out. You know, there's some metrics you can look at to see are people engaging mm -hmm. um, and just, you know, really trust your gut that you put in the work up front to generate responses. Um, after that, uh, do whatever you can to increase the speed to contact. So this is after the Facebook lead comes in, but if you can call a driver within the first five minutes of that lead coming in, I think it's like 22 times more effective than if you call them within the first 30 minutes. Really? Yes. So wow. you're you're talking yeah. about people who are voluntarily putting their info in, right? right. This isn't, because uh, uh, like with my Norway trip example, this isn't like, oh, I mentioned it to my wife and five minutes later I get a call right. from a travel agent. That would freak me out. Right. But <laughs> So you're talking about somebody actually put their info yes. in and yes. you call them right away. Yeah. Okay. So you're, you're running a lead generation campaign they fill out a short form with their name and some qualifying questions. Um, and this is part of why we set up these automations to send them to Holland assets as fast as possible. Um, is because we know that speed to contact is crucial um, because in the moment, the driver's thinking about you, they responded, your company's on their mind. If you wait an hour, who knows, they could have, maybe they stopped and you know while they're getting a bite to eat, they filled the application out or the short form and then they're on the road and you missed their chance to call them. Or two days later, they've been hit with you know, they've seen five other Facebook ads from other carriers. They've been called by four different recruiters and then you give them a call and they And they're like, who? Right, <laughs> exactly, exactly. So speed to contact is, is really essential. And then finally, uh, Facebook ads are just a piece of the pie. Um, I've met a few carriers where they think if we get a successful Facebook campaign, all of our recruiting problems are solved. But really it's a long process to get somebody hired from, you know, the top of the funnel, right? You said no one knows the funnel, right? But getting people interested <laughs> to getting them to commit to send you their information, to fill out a full application, to go through orientation and training. And then once they're in the seat, you know, how do you keep them there and retain them? So don't think Facebook is gonna be a cure-all. Like once we begin advertising on Facebook, we're gonna hire and never have turnover. And right. um, you're still gonna have empty trucks, but getting this piece of the pie right can help lift the rest of the recruiting process up. Yeah, I mean, it's uh, Chris, you, like I said, you've built a pipeline Mm -hmm. uh, for hiring and pipelines don't just have one point of entry, right? You're going to have to feed that thing at a few different places. Yep. So, uh, what about, um, as I'm thinking through best practices and ads and whatnot, like I said, I worked in digital marketing for a while and I know that testimonials mm -hmm. are huge, Yes, but if we're talking about an industry with nearly 100% turnover, <laughs> is that feasible? Is that something you guys can do? 
Chris, is there like a, a sweet spot where you go to one of your drivers after like four to six months and be like, hey, how's it going? Are you enjoying it? Good. Give us a testimonial before you quit. <laughs> like, <laughs> how well, does we, that go? I mean, one, if you're not treating your drivers well, they're not going to want to give you a testimonial. Right. Mm-hmm. And, you know, our goal is, yeah, you know, if the average turnover within the industry is 100%, we want to be at 50. You're never, you're never going to. Like you're never not going to have driver turnover. Sure. But if we can be half of what everybody oh, else I, is. I remember the DUI story. <laughs> there's no 0%. No, nope, there's no 0%. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, if you can do things that differentiate you and so that you can retain drivers better then you're, you're more likely to have mm-hmm. drivers that are willing to give those kind of testimonials and, uh, um, you know, vouch for you. And then they also give, you know, that's like another one of the piece of our recruiting pie is we, we give incentives to drivers who, give referrals and and we get probably half of our drivers that way, half of our drivers through recruiting. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I'll say too, I mean, if you're taking care of them, they're going to leave positive comments on your posts or Google reviews. Um, Yeah. It's not as formal. Like, Hey, we need a testimonial. Can you give that to us often? You're taking care of them. They'll do it on their own, which is pretty cool to see. Okay, cool. Well, we're coming up on the end of our time, but uh, I do want to give you a chance to then give us the other side of this coin (laughs) Those are best practices, right? Worst practices, things to avoid. Uh, Let's quick fire some of these. Okay. So the first one is going to be failing to to declare your ad as a special ad category. And so this goes back to those employment advertising policies. Mm. So you're you're not selling jeans here. No, no. Yeah. So you're it's employment, housing, credit, and political ads. All are special ad categories to Facebook. And you actually have to check a box that says, I have to follow stricter rules. If you don't check that box, even if you follow all the rules properly, your ads are done. They're going to take them down. You're going to get um, you know, a slap on the wrist from Facebook. So that's number one. The second common mistake, forgetting that image sizing, having ads that are running that are you know, So no, nobody size. can tell what it is because exactly. they can only see one corner of it. Exactly. And that's yeah. just such a silly one where when it happens, you think like, man, like we put in all that work and we just, we got wasted effort because something so silly. Uh, next common mistake. And don't you don't use this. the Air Force to advertise, right, Chris? As the jets are flying overhead, I just want to remind everybody, don't build a podcast studio under an Air Force base flight path. There's your best practice for the day. Do you, yeah. do you think we could get them to have one of those streamers that airplanes there you carry? Go. There we go. Behind yeah, a, we could, an F-16. Yeah, we could just have yeah. them go down... That go down I-15 <laughs> with all the trucks on it and yeah, yeah, yeah. advertise. That might be another pipeline. That might be another there we go. way to do it. That yeah. banner is stock straight, baby. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, I interrupted you, but so did the it's, jet. I was okay. going to say the it's jet good. made me lose my thought for a second. It's all good. Uh, <laughs> but the next one, using stock images. Sometimes you got to do what you got to do, but it's so simple to get a picture of your truck with your cell phone. Just do that. It's going to uh, produce long in the long run. Um, after that, you can run your ads that aren't through the ads manager, but on the business manager. However, you don't get the same level of metrics and KPI indicators. So run the ads to the ads manager. And if you set that up at the beginning, it's just as easy. Yeah. And then finally, um, and this is another big one, but not staying up to date on policy changes implemented by Facebook. I can say I've been, like I said, I've been doing this for over four years now and so you've seen once, 16 right, giant changes. Right, yeah. exactly. It's almost like every, you know, even just last year, it was like new iOS feature is going to ruin targeting and Facebook <laughs> ads are dead. And then they got rid of special ad audiences. Like there's always something coming up. So you just have to be aware. And then um, you just kind of have a plan in place. If it is doomsday, you know, how are we going to respond and stay ahead of this? Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, uh, 
like I said, this is something that people can do on their own. Yes. Um, it's going to take some research. It's going to take some reading. It's uh, You're, you're going to have to do your homework yes. in order to do it on your own. So you can do it on your own or you can hire a company like Jake's. Uh, Chris, we're putting a, a link in the show notes, right? So people can check out Jake um, and uh, and see what they do over there. Uh, tell us the name of the company one more time. Merrimack Solutions. Merrimack Solutions. So go uh, go check that out if that's something that you're interested in as far as building your fleet. Um, but yeah, it's it, it's not only something that everybody can do, Chris, but like we were kind of saying at the beginning, it's something everybody must do. This yeah. is not optional if you want to be more than just an owner operator you're gonna have to I, yeah, work at recruiting you you might with with two or three trucks be able to recruit on your own but even then it's going to be a little difficult mm-hmm. I, I think you get much bigger than that you you've got to you get hired out yeah yeah all right well hopefully this has been helpful to anybody who is trying to grow that fleet jake thank you so much yeah, for, you for having me dispensing your wisdom um and, you know dropping it out of the bombay doors i <laughs> i'm just i can't stop thinking about these jets they're 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 running their big exercises today chris um but yeah thank you jake and uh thanks to everybody for listening now like i mentioned holland assets llc motorcarrierhq.com Uh, Both of those places are places you can go, and I encourage you to do so. But before we leave, Chris, you've got an impact tip for us today. I do, but I'm kind of wondering if maybe we should save it because it's been a little bit of a a, longer episode. It's a long episode. Okay, We'll we'll save it for another one. Professional tease. (laughs) There you go. I love it. Okay, Chris, you're you're the burlesque dancer of this podcast. You're just, (laughs) it's the the art of the tease over here. That's a bad image. Oh, come on. I want pasties and a G-string next time you come to the studio. Don't tempt me. (laughs) (laughs) All right, everybody. Thanks for listening. And uh, on that note, we'll see you next time. 